Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. You're listening to the Brave Worship Podcast, and this is the Songwriter Personality Series. In this series, Chrissy sits down with some of her favorite songwriters, and they discuss their unique songwriter personalities. If you're interested in taking the Songwriter Personality Test yourself for free, you can do so at chrissynordhoff.com forward slash test. That's chrissynordhoff.com forward slash test. And now, here's today's special episode of the Brave Worship Podcast. You're listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Chrissy Nordhoff and Mary Beth Dodd. Brave Worship is all about encouraging women to write, lead, and live worship. Hey, everybody. It's Chrissy Nordhoff. Welcome back to our series that we're doing on the Songwriter Personality Test. Today, we are going to take a look at the chords arranging personality, and I'm so thankful to have with me today, Bailey Hager. Hi, Bailey. Hey there. Welcome to this podcast. We're so glad to hear about your story, and um, we were just having a little bit of a conversation about um, just that dynamic in the room, and would you mind sharing what you just shared, that little story about when you were writing with somebody? Yeah, I was yeah. riding with someone and she was coming up with a melody and I was at the piano and I was trying to figure out what chords went with the melody that she was singing. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, we can just like figure that out later. And I was like, no, I really want to hear what they are. And she was like, do you always figure out the chords as beforehand? And I'm like thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, actually I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone does. I was like, you don't do that? That's so funny. Yeah. So, and then I, I was saying, you know, like I just, my brain is not wired that way. I don't think that way. And so, um, a lot of times when somebody's figuring out chords, like they'll ask me, what do you like better here? The four or the five? I'll be like, um, whatever you want. (laughs) Like I just don't, it just doesn't like have that place of priority for some reason in my mind. And I know that's part of the beauty of why God created us all differently and why Mm -hmm. we need one another in the room. Yeah. So um, take us back a little bit and tell us about the history of your story and how you got started in songwriting and what you're doing now. Okay. Well, I wrote my first song when I was nine years old. I It was around Christmas time and I was just singing and I wrote a song called A Special Boy. It was about Jesus being born. Aww. And um, But then I sang it for like my church Christmas program and then I didn't write again. I don't think until I was about 13, I just started writing all the time, um, just in my journal, like m- lyric and melody and writing mm-hmm. it down. I wasn't recording it. I didn't play an instrument mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And then um, took some piano lessons and was consistently writing pretty much at that point from like 13 years old on. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to be 25 next month. 
Mm-hmm. And right now I'm a part of Madison Street Worship, which yes. is the worship ministry of Gateway in Shelbyville, Tennessee. So. Yes. So we had Corey on the podcast as well. Yes. He shared a little bit about the hearing prophetic personality. Mm. Um, so Corey's your worship pastor, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep, he is. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing right now and wh- what you're getting ready to do in November. Yeah. So we are writing for our next live album. So... And that's going to be recorded November 1st, which I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. So we've been writing for that and getting ready and preparing and picking songs. And um, yeah, and then we do the live recording in uh, in November. So Cool. That's amazing. And you've gotten to be a part of the last album as well, correct? Yeah, I moved here just in time. (laughs) Um, They had eight songs from their last live recording, but Uh they ended up wanting 10 songs. So we wrote two more songs for the album. So we did We Come and I got to write that with Chrissy yeah and then we did um holy places and so those made it on the album great that's awesome well I can't wait to hear what God's going to do on your next album this last one was great so and you guys are a part of integrity music so if anybody wants to find that music they can check it out on all the ways right all the ways (laughs) (laughs) great okay well I'm going to give us just a brief overview really quick of um the songwriter personality test and just how we get down to that category. So basically, um, as I was writing, I just began to notice these behavior patterns and I wanted to be able to make the best use of our time in the room. So I wanted to understand. It was really just this um, desire to understand how people worked and, um, and I began categorizing them in my brain according to other friends. So, um, so as as I went through these rights and sort of started forming these categories in my brain, um, that's when the songwriter personality test was born. And um, and I think it's helpful for a couple reasons. One is um, it definitely helps with identity. So knowing who you are when you walk in a room and what strengths you bring. Also, the opposite of that is true. Knowing who you aren't and being okay with that. Yeah. Um, and also the second piece is um, corporately, you know, when we're writing songs, that's um, that's the musical expression of unity in the body of Christ when we're co-writing. So knowing what is the part I play in that room and, and who would I best work with mm. in the room? Those are important questions to answer. And especially if you're new to songwriting and um, you're not really understanding the nature of who you are yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that this will help you understand not only your nature, but the nature of others yeah. that you're in the room with. So the seven possible personality types are content, hearing prophetic, concept, structure, content, melody, producer track, and chords arranging. So that's kind of the big picture. And then it's broken down into three um, categories. One category is content. That's mainly the lyricists. The second category is the crafters and they're in the center. They can lean both directions depending on their second gifting. So crafters are hearing prophetic concept and structure writers. And then finally, we've got that music category and that's where the chords arranging writer is. It's in that music category. We also have melody and producer track in that category. So that kind of gives you a bigger picture of um, of those greater categories and then the smaller ones that yeah. fit inside and and how it all works. But basically, um, 
if you're in that chords arranging section, I'm going to read just some of the questions that you scored high on just so that you have an understanding again of, of what the definition of that is. So during a co-write, you cannot move past the section of the song if it has the wrong chord. Yeah, no way. <laughs> That's what we just talked about. <laughs> oh, chord progression needs to be decided while the song is being written yes. and cannot wait until the end of the write. No. <laughs> you can't wait, really? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. You love writing things in a creative way, adding a sus, minors to keep things interesting. Yeah. It's really important to you. Yep. Songs with expected chord patterns have no appeal to you. True. <laughs> True and you would be you you would think it would be fun to end a song on a chord other than the one. Yo, yeah, four all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Any chord except one. Oh man. Um, and here's a little bit a deeper description. Someone with this wiring is always experimenting with new chords and new chord progressions. While writing a song, their mind zeroes in on which chords would best support the melody in mm -hmm. a fresh way. Yeah. To them, what really makes the song stand out and what makes the melody more unique even is the placement of fresh chords. Yeah. They use the element of surprise as a way to keep interest throughout the song. Mm. So what do you think about that? I know you, we were laughing as we went, but do yeah, you think that, that is, is true of who you are? So much. So true. Yes, and uh, the how the element of surprise, I call it ear candy. Oh, yeah. And I was listening to, um, the other day I listened to Elevation's new song, Sea of Victory, and in the bridge there's this keyboard lead line that is so catchy. And also I feel like when I'm writing, it's, all, it's about chords, but it's also like finding a cooler melody in my right hand with the chord because that like mm. helps me find other melodies so it's like yes the chord like the one over three is my favorite and always got to throw that in there and um but yeah also fi finding melodies in like different intervals within mm. the chords that oh, are different yeah yeah and, and different voicings yeah right? different yeah. voicings and the the intervals between the notes finding interesting intervals Inversions. that you don't hear okay so yeah Definitely. That's amazing. That almost feels like, like, it makes me wonder, were you good at math? No. What? No. Because it feels so, like, mathematical to me. It does feel that way. Yeah. I think, it, I found that out in, like, music theory, and but I was more, I, I was very self-taught, mm -hmm. so for me, it was all about hearing it. I wasn't, right, like, count, right. I wasn't counting or anything like that, but I was, like, hearing what I mm. liked and, like, just trying to find it. But no, unfortunately, I was not good at math. Wow. So does it feel sort of like a puzzle to you? Like, just sort of take us inside of your brain. Like, when you're in the writing space, because the way you're hearing, I'm hearing you describe it, it feels like a little bit like lyrics do to me. Mm. You know, like, um, like I want it to land a certain way. I want it to fit in a certain spot. Like, oh, gotcha. I get real detailed about that. Yeah. And it's it sort of feels like a similar, like approach maybe mm. but just a different gifting of that yeah definitely feel kind of puzzle like yeah you? i feel like it's like the like one of my favorite ways i've heard it described writing is like chasing the song down and i feel like it's almost like because i'm just trying to find it and then when i find it it's like treasure hunting for me i don't know it's like yeah like i'm i'm finding it and i'm, I'm like yeah. and it gets my brain like going and i'm i get really excited mm -hmm. and yeah 
And when that melody lands a certain way on that chord, yeah, it gives me chills. Goosebumps. Yeah. So how do you feel? Just curious. How do you feel about um, some of the other pieces of the song, like melody, lyric? How do you feel about those things, or or how do you um, prioritize those? Or I feel like second most important to me is like structure mm. of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. I like helping the structure like one of my other favorite things to do is if somebody has a song that's basically like already written mm-hmm. and they bring it to me I like to rearrange the structure of it to make make the song like the strongest it can and yeah. tell the story the best it can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like structure and um and also yeah also I can tell like when a lyric is like too clunky and it needs to be sim- simplified if it's not fitting in the melody the right way I think that's more about structure like fitting the lyric with the melody the best way possible but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i I, so if you had to prioritize it would be chords mm -hmm. first obviously yeah and and this there's no right or wrong with this and i think you know just i want to remind us of that but chords and then second would be probably melody yeah for you yeah and then third would be lyrics yeah so in your mind the lyrics just need to fit in the correct spots and make and still make sense. Yeah, still makes yeah, still, still makes sense. sense. Yeah, when it comes to worship writing too, obviously, like stronger lyrics are better, and all this obviously biblical. Yeah, that but, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's that sounds about right. Wow, that's like exactly the opposite gifting of me. <laughs> That's why we work well together. That's probably really good. And we're going to write today, right, Daily? Woohoo, yes. It should be good. Yeah, but I think, um, I I just really think it's interesting because if I had to prioritize, it would be lyrics, melody, chords for me. (laughs) That's not crazy. Yeah. But it just goes to show like how beautiful it is that God created us all so differently. And, And I think just finding freedom in that, like, that you don't have to change, and there's not one way, you know? Yeah. There's wow. not one way to write a song, and True. there's not one way or one thing that we need to make priority. It's actually the coming together that should be yeah. the priority, I yes. think. Mm. It's crazy. Wow. Okay, well, um, here's a couple of other thoughts. So these are strengths. We're going to share some strengths, and then a possible challenge, um, which you already know this, but... Um, here's a strength. And especially if you're very new to co-writing and if you just found out your chords arranging, um, these are some things to keep in mind. So strengths, you have the ability to craft chords that keep our interest throughout the whole song by using them in unexpected, amazing artistic ways. Mm. So yeah, it keeps the interest, I think in both the melody and the lyric. Yeah. Those chords. So here's your challenge. Learning to move past a chord so that the co-write can progress is sometimes needed. And also keeping it simple is important in congregational worship. Mm -hmm. So you already know those things. Um, Best case co-write scenario would be for you to work with somebody from the lyrics category, which would be a content writer, and also a writer from the crafter category. So that would be a hearing prophetic concept or structure person. A possible conflict would be writing with someone with the same gift that you have. We've talked about that before, but in cases where you can't get one from each of those other categories, 
You just simply choose writers that have different gifts than you. So look at your second gift too, and that'll help. And you can see which direction you lean. Um, and, and there's going to be more detail, um, honestly, in the book. So when that comes out, you can check that out. It's com- coming out of March called Writing Worship, How to Craft Heartfelt Songs for the Church. Um, but that's the basics. Um, and I don't know, have you had any, um, basically any, any experiences with other categories of writers and how have you experienced that? Yeah, I have written with a couple of um, producer track people, mm-hmm. and then I write a lot with content writers. And then obviously I write with Corey a lot, and he's the hearing and prophetic, and we do work really well together mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I love writing with producer track people too because they, they hear the same thing and they work really fast. I like so that. they're kind of in tandem with you, basically. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they I feel like we're in the same hear what you're rhythm. talking about, and they can execute it yep. while you're hearing it. Yep. That's cool. Yes. So if you got to pick um, who you would write with, what would be your top, if you had two people in the room with you? Or mm-hmm. is two people what you prefer, or what is your favorite? And today, Yeah, I guess it depends on who it is. Like, But yeah, two people... You yeah. get more than that, it gets a little difficult. Right. Not we had a lot that. of riders on Holy Places. Oh, did you? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the same gifting in the room, but it worked. Like, I think that causes you to pull on your on the ones you're not as strong on. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, I think on Holy Places, I was more like, I did help throw out some like chord ideas because we were also writing with our producer of the album, John Strandell. So he was on that and I helped a lot with like concept on that one. It's interesting how, and and we've talked about this with most writers about this series, but how you'll lean on your second gift when you need to. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can kind of tap into that when it's necessary. Yep. Um, That's true. And when it's not, it's cool to just run with your first gift, but Yeah. But it's kind of fun to exercise those muscles, too. And I think sometimes we um, grow and change over time. So Yeah, it's true. Um, it's been interesting how I've had some people here that feel like their personality actually changed over time. Oh. So. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that necessarily happens as much as maybe you just are leaning onto a second or a third gift when you need to in the room. But I think what's interesting too, about what you just said, where there were several that had the same gift, as long as there's somebody in the room with the opposite gift and maybe a few other gifts Mm -hmm. um, that can work. But yeah, the more opinions you get in the room, sometimes the harder it is to narrow down the focus on what you're going to (laughs) actually accomplish. Um, I've been in a right before with, I don't know, eight or 10 people once, I think. Oh my goodness. And oh yeah, conference right. Yeah, yeah. conference wow. right. And we got a song, which was great. But yeah, it is definitely like you can't take every idea and really think through it and process and yeah and challenge it. But okay, so here's a little bit of advice um, that is for people that want to write with you or that would be writing with other writers like you. And feel free to add to this. Um, pull it up here. Chords arranging. So these writers will bring so much color to a song. They view songwriting as a treasure hunt. Oh, that's (laughs) hilarious. Which is what you said. (laughs) Yeah. They like to stop at each location and find the treasure chord 
before they can move on. And when they are at one of these stops, understand they will need a little time. Work on lyrics or other ideas for a couple of minutes or take the opportunity to go get a snack. I told you that's what I usually do. (laughs) And when they find the right chord, they will be renewed and refreshed to keep going. And you will be thrilled with the character that that search added to the song. Wow. So there's a little blurb for all your co-writers, Bailey. Um, Do you have anything to add to that? Any thoughts for those that will be writing with chords arranging writers, even if it's not you. First of all, I feel so seen and understood. (laughs) 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 But um, that's awesome. Yeah, I have to be patient too, like with lyricists and people who are trying to find like the right lyric for when I already think I have a melody idea or a direction idea, like I have to learn to be patient. But when they can be patient with me while I'm, you know, figuring out the chords or the melody so there's that and then it's good. Um yeah, and I think that's pretty much it. It's just being patient while we both like figure out those things. Yes. That's all I can think of really. That's really good. Um okay, so anything else that you want to add insight into as far as you know, things that are hard for you to overcome or Um, a dynamic that makes things hard for you to write or what's really an encouraging environment for you to write in, um, what helps you in your gifting, any of those things besides what you've already mentioned. Yeah. Something that really helps me that I realized and um, (laughs) all the new people that I write with who haven't taken the test, I actually send it to them um, (laughs) so I can find out. (laughs) Who are you? Uh, I've sent it to so many people and- Mostly they've come back like content and I'm like, yes, because <laughs> um, yeah. I work really well with the crafters who do the hearing prophetic concept and then content. And what I love, what's e- really helpful for me is when the content people, they just write all their ideas on the word doc and they have just like they're writing as they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And that really is really helpful because I can pick out like something that I that I love and then just start playing it and playing around with the chords right. and the melody that We'll, we'll go with that idea with that mm-hmm. and it's I'm a visual person as well to so to see all the ideas on the page and just be able to sing something that stands mm. out to me um that's cool I, that is like my number one like I'm thriving in the right when mm. I can just see all of the ideas and see what goes well together and just start singing it so when you see a lyric do you hear it yeah yeah yes cool that's amazing so for people that um, are lyricists or in that lyric um, category, so if they're writing with the chords arranging um, writer, they should bring a bunch of ideas. Yeah, bring ideas. Just, oh, yeah, for sure. So if that's you, just bring your all your ideas. What about melody people? What should they bring into the room? Um, I think maybe their idea, like, of the, like, direction, like, tempo, like, fast mediums like whatever they're hearing like melody wise and uh-huh. like tempo of the song or direction if they want it to be like an anthem song right or that's more good or a ballad a ballad or, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that helps a lot we do talk about that a lot and that's something we haven't talked on the podcast about yet but just feeling you know um sometimes you feel a sense of a direction but you don't yet even have a melody you don't have a, a chord arrangement of any kind or idea or you don't have a lyric you don't have any of those but you walk in and 
And that is a great conversation to have. How is your heart feeling today? Are you feeling like we should write an upbeat? Are you feeling right. like a ballad? And kind of it depends on your moods sometimes. That's true. Really. Um, which, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of this is feeling oriented, That's you know, true. and and it, it also might be what has God been speaking to you? And we talk about that a lot, too. But what God has been speaking to you may be about joy. And if it is, usually you want to write upbeat those days. And if God has been speaking to you about forgiveness, for instance, maybe that's something that's on your heart. And that would require probably more of a ballad yeah. type song to approach that topic. Um, I can't imagine an upbeat forgiveness song. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would be interesting. But I think... Um, that's a really good point. That's a good question to ask at the beginning of a write. Yeah. Um, which sense of direction are you feeling as far as type of song? It's really good. Really good. Okay. So um, any last bits of advice for somebody brand new that has your gifting? If you could go back and and say to yourself when you were younger, you know what? It's okay that that you're leaning this way or... Um, this is a good thing about you or, you know, any bit of encouragement for somebody brand new, what would you say? Um, practice, like hmm. on your own, just sitting down and playing your instrument um, because it really does make a difference uh -huh. when, when you're doing it by yourself and that way you're just prepared whatever right you go into whenever. So that's just one thing that I you know, and also like being okay, like getting away. And when I was younger, I did that a lot, just getting away to go play my instrument. And mm -hmm. yeah, so practicing and telling my younger self to practice more. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, like your mom probably did. Did she tell you to practice more? Yeah. Or when I was practicing, she'd be like, Bailey, come do the dishes. I'm like, mom, I'm writing a song. <laughs> I can't stop now. I, I, I remember my parents saying, no singing at the dinner table. <laughs> they were just sick of it by then. <laughs> no singing oh at the dinner table. But they also had this saying that they always said, keep singing. They'd always say that too. <laughs> but anyways, those little things, you're right. That's so funny. <laughs> Dynamics of family, right? Yes. With songwriters. That's really good. Well, thank you so much, Bailey, for sharing your heart and insight and your thought patterns and your wisdom. And um, so if anybody wants to connect to you with you, remind us again where they can find you. Yeah. Um, so I'm on Instagram. With, I think it's just Bailey.Hager. And my first name is spelled weird. It's B-A-I-L-Y. And then H-A-G-E-R is my last name. So yeah, you can follow me on Instagram and then Madison Street Worship's also on Instagram and that you can find all our album stuff on there as well. And yeah, thanks so much for having me do this. So fun. Yeah, thank you so much. God bless you, Bailey. You too. You've been listening to the Brave Worship Podcast with Dove Award-winning songwriter Chrissy Nordhoff and worship leader and music pastor Mary Beth Dodd. 
Visit braveworship.com forward slash free song and sign up for the email list to get updates on all the latest Brave Worship events, conferences, and retreats. Plus, get free songs to use in your next worship service, complete with chord chart and track. Also, find out how you can join Chrissy and Mary Beth in person at the next Brave Worship conference. Simply visit braveworship.com forward slash conference to learn more. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation, You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.